0: Are you
1: ready kids?
0: Hi, aye, aye, Captain.
1: Look at me short. I'm the captain now.
0: Welcome to the Super Coach Co-Captains podcast. Hello and welcome to the Super Coach Co-Captains podcast. I'm one of your hosts Dano and with me as always we have the very fucking aggressive Paddo. Welcome, Paddo. Oh,
1: mate, mate, are we starting like that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know you're gonna go on a rant or two on this podcast. So I'm just, I'm just getting people tuned in. to, you know, you be warned. Not safe for work. Paddo gonna go on rants at some stage. Anyway, <laughs> um, how did you go last week with your team, Paddo? Because it was fucking oh, carnage mate. with me. I had Kelly and oh, yeah. Mills out and fucking
1: hell. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm a mess. I've got uh, Callum Mills and Zach Williams as my defensive <laughs> injuries. Um, and I've got Pendlebury on my pine as well. And uh, Josh Kelly as the laid out. So there's another two premier midfielders down. So I was fielding Jeremy Sharp and Sam Durham in my midfield this week. Fuck. Um, and I had to do some switchy roos to get Tom Phillips in my midfield as well. <laughs> and, um, yeah, up forward, I'm still fielding six print. Well, I fielded Kieran Briggs, who,
0: um, yep. was solid right. enough
1: as, as the sole ruck last week, um, with an 86. I'll take that. Um, but yeah, it was pretty carnage filled. My team, it's a, it's a big mess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll go on to the injuries and suspensions. And while we're, um, recording this right now, the Toby Green, the first one of the, Three tribunal hearings is on right now, and we're waiting for a deliberation. So I'll try and get that to you guys as soon as it comes through. So first one, Callum Mills, Ach- Achilles. Um, I don't know whether he'll play this
1: week or not. Pato, what do you reckon? Uh, he's essentially been ruled out. Um, or spoke today to the media and said that he's dealing with some Achilles soreness and it's not looking good. And he's been dealing with that all season. So I don't know why these coaches leave it till now to, to let us know these sort of things, but he's not looking good for this week. Bugger,
0: bugger. That's just shit for so many people. Anyway, Josh Kelly uh, just signed a massive frigging eight year, 1 million plus dollars a season. Waste of money. Uh, but good on him. He's laughing to the bank. He knows he doesn't have to play a full season to get that cashola. Anyway, uh, he was a laid out last week um, with the quad. Uh, he should
1: play this week, though. Pato. Yeah, he'll play. He'll play for sure. Um, yeah, as you said, that short turnaround, he just couldn't get up for it. But, I mean, yeah. it's taken till now for him to miss a game, and I think that's pretty pretty good for, for someone like Josh Kelly.
0: Yep, yep. Shannon Hearn hamstring. Um, he's done. He's cooked. He's old. He's old as fuck. He's ancient. He was in the second grade with Jesus, so that's how old Shannon Hearn is. Um, I don't think we'll see him for the rest of the season.
1: <laughs> yeah, they showed this a lot last night on the footy, and um, they were rubbing up really high on his hamstring. So it looks like a high hamstring. Hopefully that's not the way he goes out. Um, but I. Honestly, can't see him playing on next year. So if that's the last I've seen of Shannon Hearn, um, kudos to him for a great career. He's been a champion over at, at West. Yeah, um, they were rubbing up so high on his
0: hamstring that he had to create his own OnlyFans to be able to release that footage. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. move on. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Mackay, uh, shoulder doubtful, you reckon, Pato?
1: Yeah, that didn't look good. He landed right on a, what looked like his AC joint. Uh, They haven't updated the injury list for him yet, but with them not making finals, I can't see him playing unless he wants to uh, play that final round to ensure he gets the Coleman. But that'd be a little bit silly in my eyes, risking a long-term shoulder issue for the sake of a Coleman medal, which he'll probably have a chance at winning a few more in his career. Um,
0: Sam Walsh, okay, I'll call him the kid because he's not the GOAT yet we we'll call him the kid. Kid's baby goat. Alco, um, you got a little ankle, um, but he should play this week.
1: Yeah, it didn't look good. Um, happened right towards the end of that game. Uh, yeah, but when he, when out he went down, scans. fuck.
0: <laughs> I think yeah, we, all, we um, both messaged that group chat that we we're in at the same time going, fucking
1: hell, was that Sam Walsh that just went down right at the end? Yeah. Um, but no, they've had scans and that's looking pretty good. So I think he'll probably get up, which is actually a really good sign for a longer-term prospect, the fact that he's not one of these guys made of tissue paper, um, a bit like a Josh Kelly. Um, (laughs) And he'll probably play through these sort of niggling injuries. So, um, yeah, good prospect for for Sam Walsh. Now we've got Riley O'Brien here. Uh, What happened with his knee? No idea, mate. Um, Obviously, probably just a bit of soreness. After the weekend, and um, they've already ruled him out for this week. So probably just being a little bit conservative with him. He's their number one ruck, and he's he's been doing that sole ruck all year, um, and carried a lot of that weight. So they'll probably rest him for the for the last couple of games of the year and get him right, start his preseason early, and, and get him right for next year. But they'll have a debutant this weekend, I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just <laughs> I just read the ne- <laughs> next injury on your run
0: sheet, <laughs> Yes. Yes, (laughs) So for everyone at home, I have not reviewed this run sheet at all. And put down Patrick Dangerfield in brackets. Pussy should play.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh Um, fuck. He's been cleared of serious damage. Of course, he's seen the gynaecologist. (laughs) Gynaecologist. Um, and he should be right for this weekend. Oh fucking hell! Anyway. (laughs)
0: <laughs> then I just read you next time, Taylor Walker. <laughs> oh, fuck. I shouldn't laugh at this, but um, <laughs> Pato's put down Taylor Walker in brackets, racist dog banished. Fuck. Yeah. Um, did you, um, did no you, laughing matter. Did you listen to his freaking apology thing?
1: Well, that was oh, so mate, scripted as shit. It sounded shit. like he had a gun in his back and he was reading straight off script. Oh, I was um, fucked. He had yeah, the mafia, mafia standing behind the camera there forcing him to to make those words and and it felt so forced it was really cringy to watch um mm. i really feel for for not only the young man that taylor walker directed his comments to but also his teammates and and a coach that actually heard the comments who is an indigenous assistant coach of his um really insensitive and we don't know exactly what was said but the media that have heard what he said has said that it's not just casual racism but it's 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 just language that should not ever be used by anyone, let alone someone that isn't of color. So um, look, Taylor Walker is probably done. Um, he won't return at Adelaide, I don't think. Uh, and there's no way no one, anyone else gives him a, a shot after that, um, which it's just fucking dumb. There's no room for it and it, and it shouldn't happen. So if, if you're a racist, you know, fuck off really. Pretty much.
0: Um- the next two, we've got um, Toby Green and Andy Brayshaw listed down now. They're both at the tribunal hearing right now as we are recording this. So uh, with the Toby Green one, he's facing two weeks, uh, which is fucking bullshit. Uh, but they're 18 minutes into the directions for the jury component. So basically the jury is trying to deliberate whether or not they can deem it careless or not careless. If he's not, If it's deemed not careless, Toby's cleared of everything. If it's deemed careless, then they have to determine whether it was medium or high impact. Um, so at the moment, they're still deliberating on that. And Andy Brayshaw's one, he's facing a week um, and I'm not too sure whether he's actually going to get off or not on that one. Pado. what do you reckon? What are your
1: thoughts? I know you're going to go on a rant at some stage. So the, the Brayshaw one was probably um, justified. He he had some sort of off-ball contact to the, to the eye, which is absolutely no reason, no room for that in, in AFL at all. But I'm fucking mad about the Toby Green one, and I don't even go for, for the Giants, Dano. Um, and if anything, I should want Toby to be suspended for this week because we've pretty much got an elimination final against the Giants this weekend, as in Richmond, yep, yep. the team I follow. But I obviously watched this incident many times because they they all, on the, on the telecast, as well as all the talk shows, they're all reviewing this incident and it's, it's fucking maddening. And I'm not even a Giants fan. Um, They call it the Toby green tax and that's exactly what it is. Buddy Franklin got tackled a couple of weeks ago from Luke Ryan and flew, flung his elbow into his jaw, got suspended. They appealed it and he got off.
0: Yeah.
1: Earlier this year, I can't remember who it was. Bailey 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 Fritz. That's right. Uh, very similar action where he's got the ball and he's got someone flying at him and he sort of puts his arm out to try and brace the tackle or fend off or whatever and was just slightly too late um, and and just cops him in the in the in the jaw and uh, he got a week for that and then got off and then Dangerfield himself Dano Dangerfield himself in the grand final last year and I'm not even saying this as a Richmond fan I'm saying this so Dangerfield, went to the hospital to have his pussy examined and he was fine. Um, Absolute fucking drama queen. Nick Floston, about eight minutes into the grand grand final last year, was knocked the fuck out by Patrick Dangerfield, who extended his elbow after missing the ball and knocked Nick Floston out cold. Now, he missed the whole rest of the grand final after that, Obviously. And it wasn't even looked at by the match review officer. Now, how the fuck the AFL can think that is okay, but giving Toby Green this suspension, which the two in particular is Bailey Fritch and Patrick Dangerfield, which were very similar actions, how those other two didn't get suspensions. And if Toby Green gets suspended tonight, it's fucked. Absolutely fucked. Um, And I'm sure you can agree with me as a Giants fan. Um, I, I'm, yeah, but everyone's going
0: to say I'm biased, but I think it's a load of shit. And that's why. Whatever.
1: That's why I'm. That's why I'm saying it, mate. Um, the AFL's in trouble if they're only rubbing guys out because of their name. Um, and I think Mitch Robinson, uh, love him or hate him, I, I don't like Mitch Robinson at all. But he had some comments on the SCN as well, which is pretty much uh, shadowing that sentiment that if he or Toby Green does a certain action, it gets treated differently as if buddy franklin or someone else does it and and that's wrong you should not be judged on an action because of who you are you should be judged on an action because of the action and and it's fucked that this there is a tax because you have history with someone and that's that's i, I want to stop talking about it because i'm going to get even fucking madder about it um tom yep. lynch has a bit of a tax on him from last year as well We had a couple of different incidents um, now, he's been good this year. He hasn't done any of that sort of stuff this year. But if he had a similar action, he'd be putting that same Toby, Toby Green tax where, um, where any punishment would absolutely get upgraded just because of who he is. And, and it's fucking wrong. Um, and it should be based on the, the action, not the person. Yeah. Anyway, we'll
0: go on to the actual supercode shit. Um, and I'll keep you guys updated um, as soon as we learn more about the tribunal hearing. Um, la- latest um, update for that is no movement yet the jury has been deliberating for 20 minutes now without a result so obviously there's a bit of talk there uh, but we'll move on to our second component of the next nine clubs um, we have on our list um, to review of what we liked about the players this year for Supercoach and who we'd look at next year so we're up to Greater Western Sydney funnily enough um, so who would you like from GWS this
1: year Pato? Uh so even though he's he's missed last week, um I've really liked Josh Kelly. He's had a pretty consistent year, aside from that first six weeks or so where he Yeah played half forward. Played training. on the wing Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think if you take that out, I think he's had a pretty good year. Um only averaging 104 though, which is a little bit surprising. But he's had a couple of games where he's got injured early but played on, um, and he's had a couple of rolled ankles and those sort of things. So I think if you ignore the first six weeks, he's probably averaging about 110, which you'll take um, from a Josh Kelly. Um, I've, I've liked Lockie Whitfield since he's come back from that really scary kidney uh, issue. Yep, yep. Um, and a little bit more of a left-of-field one. I've really liked Isaac Cummings here. Yeah.
0: Oh, um, you got to
1: say his nickname, mate. It's
0: Come Dog Millionaire. Come, come on. Come Dog
1: Millionaire. Shout um, out to King
0: Supercoach. Come
1: Dog Millionaire. <laughs> Um, he's had a sneaky good year now. He's probably not quite at that top echelon of super coach defenders, but he's definitely one to watch. He's, he's sort of played a few games last year, but didn't really set the world on fire, but sort of made that halfback flank his own since Heath Shaw retired. Mm. Um, and an average of 93 in his, sorry, yeah, an average of 93 in his first full season playing that role is really encouraging. Um, he's a thirteenth ranked defender, so he's not far off that top ten sort of rank. And I think he, he's got room for improvement next year as well. Oh bloody oath! Bloody oath!
0: Um, I'm I'm going to say I'm, I, I've enjoyed Jacob Hopper. The only thing is, I haven't enjoyed him in Super Coach yet. Um, can I can I put him in this category? Maybe,
1: maybe. Yeah. look. Um, I really like Jacob Hopper as well. He's an absolute uh, gun um, on the field as well. um, Um, His his roles changes too much. And and Leon Cameron just does weird fucking things with that midfield group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, you hit the nail on the head with the
0: Whitfield and um, Kelly picks. Timmy Taranto, again, is another one I would have liked. But it's kind of... It's like the fucking Leon Cameron roulette out there. You just don't know what the fuck he's going to do with Timmy Taranto and co. So... Um. Yeah. I, I. If Timmy Taranto can get half all, sorry, f- um, forward status next year, I'd I'd be keen, but not as a midfielder at the moment. Uh, but anyway, for next year, next year if he does get forward line status, Tim Taranto is one to look at for me. Um.
1: But for next year, yeah. Who Who are you looking at next year, Pato? So a name I I really like. Um, and it may depend on whether he moves on or whether he re-signs and has a, a locked-down role. And that's Tom Green. Yeah, fair. Um, now, there's there's rumours going around. I don't know whether he'll move, whether he'll stay. Remains to be seen. It might depend on the Canelio situation. It might depend on what Callan Ward does um, and whatnot. But if Tom Green can either move or cement a spot in that midfield for the Giants next year, which is really hard to crack into with – with Kelly, Taranto, Hopper and Co sort of dominating that midfield group. And then you got guys like Brent Daniels and uh, Matty DeBoer as their tagger. Um, Sort of a a tough midfield to crack. But when Tom Green has played that role, he's looked really good. And he's going to be a gun in the future, if he's not already.
0: Yep, that's fair. Um, The Giants have uh, an academy selection next year too. Um, It's kind of been um, sliding. I think his name's Faye. Um, and he's a half, another half-backer. Um, so he's one that should slide in the draft um, because they've been playing him in the VFL when the VFL's been going. And he hasn't been accumulating too much of the ball, but he uses it well. And they're kind of like easing him into it. But at under-18 level, um, he's an All-Australian and whatnot. So um, he's one that I'll definitely be picking up next year. Um, hopefully he gets some early games. The other one, and it's going to be a bit of a weird one, It's Tanner Brun. Now, he's shown signs. He's a workhorse of a kid. And I just think that next year he'll finally get start the year to have a little bit of a crack at it. And I reckon he'll be at that price. It's a little bit awkward, but I can see him actually going all right. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're two that I'd be looking at next year. But no, nah, I can't really, can't really look at anyone else um, other than Primo's, but I don't want to touch any Giants Primo's next year. The other one to keep an eye on, actually, if Shane Mumford retires this year, which he should because he's fucking ancient, um, is Maddie Flynn again. But you, you're looking at a Darcy and a Grundy-Ruck combo. If you want to go different, a Maddie Flynn might be one for you. Um, I'm... Yeah, that's all I can really think of. Or a Prouse, people are already eyeing off um next yeah, year. Yeah, he'll be very cheap. I just, I'm not sure on Um, But anyway, move on to Hawthorne now. Hawthorne. Hang Haw- on, sorry, oh, I've oh, yeah. got
1: one, one more giant name for you. Oh, here we go. Um, and he'll, be, he'll most likely be in different colours. Well, he should be if he's uh, not a dumb fuck. <laughs> um, but Jake Riccardi, if he moves on to another club and gets a proper forward spot, so. There's a few clubs looking for a forward. I know Bombers would probably love a new forward. Um, the Suns would love a, a, a good young key forward. Um, if Jake Ricardi can get one of those moves and secure a spot, if he's about 200K, I would be very tempted by that.
0: Yeah, he's one that I won't blame him if he leaves because Leon Cameron's a dumb fuck. That's pretty much it. Anyway, Hawthorne. Um, who have you liked from Hawthorne this year besides Tom Mitchell?
1: Um. Yeah. Look, just quickly on Tom Mitchell, he's back to his absolute best. Now we, he didn't have a great start to the year. Now we found out that he was dealing with some stuff. He, he, uh, he misses, divorced from his, yeah. his wife and, um, that preseason shoulder surgery. So he sort of eased into the season, but from about round 10 onwards, he has exploded. And I'll tell you what, Tom Mitchell, there's rumors swirling that he may look for a trade to a contender, um, and Ooh. Richmond is still that Richmond rumor is still swirling. So, if Richmond can't get their hands on Chera, I wouldn't be surprised to see them throw a first rounder at Hawthorne for Tom Mitchell. Now, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish, but the way that the Hawks have
0: been playing recently, they're actually a lot better than what their results this year have suggested. Sam Mitchell coming in, Tom Mitchell staying in there, they could actually be a contender potentially next year, if they get the formula right, like they have the last few weeks.
1: So maybe the last few weeks extent.
0: might twist his thinking, like, oh yeah, okay, let's look at what Sam Mitchell can provide for him.
1: I agree to an extent, but from a Hawthorne perspective, and I'm sure, I, I know some Hawthorne fans that, that would agree with what I'm about to say here on, on air, but... They almost need a proper bottom out in order to get that high-end talent in. And I don't think yeah. guys like Tom Mitchell and Chad Wingard running through that midfield is going to let them bottom out properly. Now they've finally got a proper first round pick this year. So they'll get a top five or six draft pick in this year. Um, if they can get a second sort of top 10 to 15 draft pick. So remember our, our draft pick might be about that 12 to 14 range. Um, if they can get that for Tom Mitchell, that's two top 15 picks to really rebuild really kickstart a rebuild under Sam Mitchell. I think it's just going to be too tempting for Hawthorne. Tom Mitchell, I don't think will be part of that next premiership team to what they're building towards. Now off the top of my head, Tom Mitchell is what 27, 28, maybe a little bit older.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, focus back on. Yeah. So
1: so, um, no matter what colors is in, I really like Tom Mitchell next year, but he's going to be on that expensive end. So he'll be up against the Sam Walsh's of the world. Um, but other than that, I mean, i look at someone like Blake Hardwick who um, is averaging 92 on the year um, yep, at a yep. 414,000. A huge pod, um, had a really solid year, but probably more of a draft thing. Um, and then you've got Jarman Imp, who's had a really good year now, unfortunately missing the rest of the year. But if you yep. started Jarman IMP you would have been laughing.
0: I've got two more for you. Yep. Cancouth,
1: GF, and Scrimshaw. Yep. Yeah, Scrimshaw, is still actually doing really well. So he's also one I'm probably going to be keeping an eye on for next year. Really high, highly rated yeah. youngster. Um, and if he has a clean preseason, then I really like him. Yep,
0: yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so for next year, so we're going with... I, I think we've got to keep it up. Oh, is John Newcomb really... Like, he needs time. Um, one that's going to be interesting is actually Lucky Bramble. Next year.
1: Yeah, Bramble's looked really good on that half back line, but you've yeah. got to think, um, Sicily's coming back, and he's definitely yep. one I will probably start, provided he gets through preseason. Um, and then you throw on top of that, you've got Will Day, you've got Giath, you've got Scrimshaw. It's a really tough defense to crack into. And you've also got Jarman Imper, who is on the on the older end, so he may get thrown around a little bit, but It'd be interesting to see what Sam Mitchell does with that team. But in saying that, Sam Mitchell was the one that really developed Lockie Bramble to the point where he could play AFL. Now, he was yeah. drafted from the Hawks VFL team, um, and he was playing back halfback in that team. So there's a relationship there, and Lockie Bramble may have that halfback line sewn up for next year. But, I, yeah, we'll see what happens in preseason. There's a lot to play out there at Hawthorne, I think. Yep, yep. Yep.
0: Anyway, we're we'll on to the Melbourne Demons, who have had a pretty good year and their super coach options have been fucking sexy good too. Gotta be impressed with Clayton Oliver. Gotta be impressed with fucking that fucking huge fuck. What's his name? Not gone. Um Petrarca. Gotta be impressed with Petrarca. Um, but Christian
1: Salem's the one for me. Okay. So yeah, look, Salem isn't quite at that proper premium status for me. He's only averaging a 94 and that's a bit off what you would expect from a premium. Um, I'm just going to run over some quick numbers over Clayton Oliver. Now this is nuts. He's averaging 123 on the year and he's still having that tagging issue. So he had a 67 against the giants. He had 94 against the lions and 87 against the giants for a second time. And a 98 last night, Dana against uh, the tag. Unfortunately, you didn't for the weekend, but anyway, um, and uh, uh, you take those, those, uh, games out and his average just explodes. So Clayton Oliver's a gun. I think he's that next sort of, uh, super coach pig for us who you just pick every year. So I love Clayton Oliver, um, Maxi gone. I mean, he has dropped off, but he's still averaging 120. So yeah. it's really hard to, <laughs> to say that's been a negative or a drop off this year. Mr. Dependable in 60% of teams. Yep. Um, more of a left field one. Stephen May has been really good in defense. Yep. Um, missed a few games there, but from injury from memory. Um, yeah, got that seven against the, the Cats, but has looked pretty good since the bye. And he's, he's the sort of guy that plays lockdown, but also takes kickouts. So he's sort of assured 70 just by the kickouts alone because um, he always plays on and goes long. So... Um, Pretty dependable guy and durable when you take out that one injury score. Can I can I just interject there?
0: How can you say
1: that Christian Salem isn't that
0: impressive yet go on and say Stephen May? And Stephen May's averaged less than Christian Salem. They're about the same sort of starting price around there, weren't they? Actually, Stephen, uh, Stephen yeah. May was 507K. Yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. No, it's it's a good point. Christian mate. Salem was um, a lot lower. Yep. Yep. No, you're right.
0: Yeah, I just thought I'd raise that one, but I think they've both been good. I think Melbourne's just been good in general with everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Demons are, are going to be tough to beat in September.
0: Oh, I don't know about that, actually. I don't know about that, but we'll leave that for our um, finals podcast. Um, but who are you looking absolutely. forward to or <laughs> um, well, keeping an eye on for next year's Super Coach Pado. besides Clayton? A bit,
1: this, this might be a little bit surprising to you, Dano. Yeah, um, and I just feel like the trajectory with the, the way that the trajectory is going, I'm not going to be touching Max Horn with a ten foot pole. Yep, but I will be very tempted by a Luke Jackson, if, if what if, if he he's a forward? forward. Yeah. yeah, If he's a so forward, the, forward yeah. status. Yeah, yeah. Um, now he has got low scores, um, but he's got really high scores, and it's all going to depend on that. Um, that ruck split with Max Gorn. But if he's at about 400,000 and is looking at rucking 50% of games, I think it's almost going to be too hard to ignore. Yep. He also has the ability to kick goals and get on the scoreboard. So uh, obviously a really highly rated youngster. Melbourne rate him so highly that they're dropping Max Gorn's ruck numbers down. Um, This might be a cheeky POD for next year, but just one to keep an eye on, sure. Yep, no, don't mind that
0: at all. Um,
1: but yeah, I, I
0: think it's just Oliver and him are the two that I'd be looking at. Maybe Salem, maybe. He's a bit up and down, but anyway. Move on to North Melbourne. Uh, got, oh, you got one more. I'm, yeah, one more,
1: one more, Ooh, mate. It I mean, is, is ACL, I think, at the end of last year Um, and has been a really good cash cow as a mature age recruit before. But Marty Hoare, oh. he, he was 300,000 uh, this year. And we'll get a pretty good discount now. If he's two hundred thousand dano and had, he's a, he's a he's a pretty much a third tall. So he would play next to Jake Lever and sort of play that inset role. Um, I think it's an attractive super coach role. And at two hundred thousand, it'd be a bit more expensive than your typical rookie. But just with that uh, that scoring potential, I think he might be a bit like Jordan Butts was this year for Adelaide, where he started at two hundred and ten odd, but. Really good scoring potential and just sits on your bench until the buyers, until you need to upgrade him to a premium. Yep, yep, yep.
0: Fair. Now we'll move on to North Melbourne. Um, people like oh, this, this one's are going to be a chocker's one. <laughs> um, so who have you in, been in? Oh, here we go. We've just got uh, breaking news one match suspension for Toby Green. What a fucking joke. Footy, here fuck- we go. The jury believes Green chose to use a raised elbow to fend off Dangerfield in circumstances where there was a realistic probability that there would be high contact. They have classified the impact as medium, taking into account the revised Geelong medical report.
1: Patrick Dangerfield slipped on his way into fucking tackle and that's the only reason why it went high. What a fucking joke. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm
0: I'm done with... I'm done with the MRO and all that. They have a bunch of fucking dickheads. Tribunals, a bunch of fucking dickheads. There's no consistency whatsoever. But anyway, let's move on. North Melbourne, who have you liked besides Aaron Hall and Jack Siebel?
1: Um, Cunnington was good for the games he played.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. But as we mentioned, when we were bringing him up as trading options, it's just the, the injury issues is just too much. But and now
0: testicular well- cancer too.
1: Yeah, so hopefully he gets through that. But uh, for round one, if he gets through preseason, just fine. He might be worth a cheeky gamble to start um, because if he picks up a longer-term injury, it's pretty easy just to use that one trade to get rid of him. Um, but one I think's had a really good year, and that's Taryn Thomas. Now, Fuck yeah. Um, I really rate this kid. He's going to be really good. Now, he's only averaging 82 in the year, but the thing is, if he keeps up that forward status... Here's a five-round average of 104. Now, obviously, that's not going to be indicative indicative of what he will score like next year, but he's got he's had a really good, pretty much second half of the year. And if he's going to score like that as a forward next year, that'll put him in that top echelon, really, because we're going to lose a lot of premium forwards for next year. Guys like Zebul, Hall, Bailey, Dale, we're going to lose all of those to our defence. So we're going to have to find some new. Forward premiums, and I think Taryn Thomas might put himself in that conversation. Yeah,
0: Mark, I could not agree anymore. Um, I, I'll look at him for next year as well, 100%. And this year, he's been fucking on fire too. The other one that I've liked this year, that again, he's been a bit up and down. Um, but it's LDU, like, um, Davies Uniac. Um, when Cunnington and all that came back, and when they started showing a bit more towards the second half of the year. That's when he's hit his straps and he's one to launch for next year. But let's, let's go into now actual players that we will look at for next year. Who, who have you got your eye on Paddo from North Melbourne as a potential
1: uh, one for next year? Jacob Edwards. Um Now he yep. was recruited. It's a little bit sneaky the way they did this. He was recruited with the number one pick in the mid season draft Uh, He was still studying year 12, and it was essentially them getting in early rather than using the preseason draft to use a pick on him, Um, which I don't think should be allowed, but that's irrelevant to this conversation. He was drafted as a a development ruck, essentially. Now, Todd Goldstein is not getting any younger. Um, and he may split ruck time with Jacob Edwards next year. Now at this stage for this year, he's 102,000 ruck forward. If he keeps that up for next year and there's no real reason why he shouldn't keep up that DPP, he could be a perfect guy to sit on your uh, F8, F7 bench, regardless, even if he doesn't play around one, just as a sort of loophole guy. Yeah. Where you can move him around between your R3 and your F8 and just Yeah, move guys around essentially. And I think we're going to get a few really good DPP ruck forward swings for next year. So we'll talk about some of them very soon, Dano. But um, definitely one I'm keeping an eye on for next year.
0: Now, one that I'm going to keep an eye on, I'm going to to chuck some figures at you. So 2020, this bloke averaged 104.7. In 2021, he's only played five games and is averaging 80.4. I'm pretty sure it's because they kind of brought him back a bit too soon. Got injured, came back again. Came back a little bit too soon, got a 52 in there, slowly building. That's Jed Anderson. Now, if he keeps going at this rate in the 80s, he's actually pretty juicy, in my opinion, to look at as a mid-price kind of
1: guy in 2022.
0: What are your thoughts, Paddy?
1: The issue is a guy averaging eighty really won't get that much of a discount. He'll be in the four hundred thousands, and I just—that's what I, I mean. Though. It's like... not in the
0: it's not in the hectic five fifty range, but he's got the potential to score in that range.
1: I just I don't like that price range, especially from someone that will probably just be a midfielder. Yeah, um, correct. I yeah, don't, I mean I like your thinking now. If he was a forward you'd probably really be tempted by that, even though it's probably a little bit expensive for even a forward. Um, But yeah, not for me personally. Yep. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Anyway, we'll move on to
0: the next team. Um, I've lost my place. Port Adelaide is the next team. Um, Who will we like from Port this year besides Ollie Wines? Because that's the fucking obvious one.
1: Uh, Carl Amon has had a sneaky good year. Yep. Um, he's been thrown around a little bit. He may get defensive capability next year. He's bit, played a bit of halfback, a bit of midfield, but um, put together a pretty good year. And the thing is, he's kind of missed a fix-it for them, though. So he will sort of move around a lot during games, yep. Um, depending on what they need. But he's had some really big scores, Dono. And he's had games where he's had like 35 touches. So um, I don't mind him as... Maybe a DPP sort of guy next year, but he's at five hundred thousand, so that's a really awkward price. Well, remember, he's just because he's at that price doesn't mean he's going to be that
0: price next year. They go based off your average. average.
1: Yeah, an average of ninety
0: four. Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, Um, (laughs) Charlie Dixon's another one that's come out of really nowhere for me um, to have a fucking sensational super coach year, Um, just beating up flat track bully style. You know, um,
1: Dixon's an interesting, interesting one because he started off the year really shit, um, had a yeah. hundred and eight in the first two weeks, but that was against North and Essendon. Um, and then he had that five weeks where he went 45, 69, 99, 61, 64. And everyone was like, he didn't keep goal for a few of those games as well. And everyone sort of wrote him off and said, no, nah, he's done. He's done. Blah, blah, blah. And he obviously listened to all the feedback because from round eight, he went pretty much bang and didn't drop below 74 for the whole year. And obviously, two more games still to come. But against Carlton and the Dogs, I back him in to get 100-plus against both of those teams. So, um, yeah, no, I like the Charlie Dixon shout. It's a good one. He's averaging 93, which is, is really good for a key forward. And Old Man Bokes, another one. Anyway, we'll look on to next year for
0: Port Adelaide. Who have you got your eye on? I've got to speed this up a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, I've got my eye on and I'm just trying to find his name because I've gone blank on the name. <laughs> um, Zach, Zach Butters.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um,
1: he won't lose his forward capability at all. I'll run through this so- sort of quickly. Averaging 84, so he might be priced around 400,000, but he flew at the start of this year, went 98, 163, 55, 96. Then got injured and then just sort of, yeah, thrown around a little bit this year. But yep. someone that plays midfield, um, really highly rated. I am definitely looking for him to start for round one if he gets to preseason.
0: So I've got my eye on someone else, and that's Willem Drew. Um, Let's go from his round 14 scores onwards. So, for round 14 onwards, he's gone 122, 107, 77, 93, 62, 117, 70, and then 126. If he can string a few games together next year, he could actually be a valid option. Um, The only downside is he's listed as a mid. So, unless he can get DPP status somehow, I he, I'd, I'd look at him if he was
1: DPP, put it that way. He's not getting DPP at all, Dano. Um, yeah. I don't mind the shout. He's had a really good end of the year, um, but he plays midfield. He, he attends 85% of centre-bouncer tennises. And yeah, nah, he's, he's he's the one that does a lot of the dirty work, which has really freed up Ollie Wines this year. Um, and plays as that sort of defensive negating midfielder as well. So, um, yeah, he's played a great role for Port Adelaide, and he'll be play a really important role for them during their finals run if they were to do anything during finals. Um, but yeah, as a midfield only, not for me. Maybe a really good one for draft, Dano, but yep, not yep. for some classic for me.
0: Yep, fair. You know what? We might pull the pin on the team's reviews there.
1: Um, and we might have yeah, actually... just got one more poor Adelaide player, mate. Oh, yeah, go for it, man. Go for it. Um, so he played eight games and he's got an average of 41 because he had a few sub affected games. Yum. Um, <laughs> obviously, all depending on whether he plays around one or not, but Martin Frederick, um, He'll be nice and cheap, and he's had a bit of a taste of AFL footy. It's still dependent on whether he can play. But his first two games, don't know, were 88 and 74. Had a massive break-even. Everyone brought him in, and then he was the sub and got 18 and 14. And it just killed all scoring capability. But if he can play round one and cement himself in that best 22, I don't mind it as a rookie-priced option for next year. Yep, fair.
0: Um, but we'll leave next week for the final five teams. Um, just because uh, time restrictions, and then we got content for next week, Pato. So, um, so we are sounds not. Good, well, yep. What's going sounds on, good. son? Yep. Sweet. No, I just sounds good. Yep. Awesome. Anyway, we are not called the Super Coach Co Captains for nothing. Every week, we give you guys VC and C options to further your team against the rest of the competition. Um, some vanilla picks, but plenty of left fielders. So, Pato, we don't actually know who where the fuck anyone's playing this week. Like we we know who they're playing, but we don't know like the the schedule. So we've got ugh, we've got grounds at least, but we don't know who's playing Friday night and whatnot.
1: Yeah, well, the heavy rumor, obviously not confirmed just yet, but the heavy rumor was that the Giants were playing the Tigers on Friday night. So let's roll with that assumption, Dano, and I reckon the AFL will be pretty keen to get that game on Friday night as well because it is a, a, an elimination final essentially for both of those teams. So oh, hang on a second. Let's,
0: I just realised that all of these grounds, um, a lot of them can't play at. So they haven't actually updated the grounds yet. So do we know where the Giants are playing? Are they playing at the GMHB, ABCDEFG Stadium? Or is it Marvel? I heard where... it was a
1: Marvel, but it'll be in Melbourne somewhere, I
0: think. Yeah, it will be. It will be. Um, anyway, so we'll start off with the Giants versus Richmond, then, if Paddo reckons that that's going to be the go. Um, so obviously, it'd be VC options in this one. Paddo, who would you have?
1: Yeah, Lucky Whitfield, for sure, for me. Um Yeah, really good history against the Tigers. Had 116 last year, 152 the year before, uh, and just the 80 earlier on this year, but it was just recently off his injury. So um, I will almost certainly, if that game's Friday night, chuck the VC on Whitfield. Yeah, I'm going to say something. I think... Oh, I think I know what you're
0: going to say here. Toronto owners have to be a bit... They have to beware this week because now we know that Green's got the one match I can guarantee you that Taranto will be floating between half forward and the middle, more likely half forward. So I don't think he's going to go too well this week, unless he kicks a bag like Toby San does. Anyway, that's all I was saying there. Um, But I, do you reckon Josh Kelly can go absolutely massive after finding out that he's now going to be a a millionaire a
1: season? Like getting a million. Yeah. Josh Kelly off a week off or a couple of weeks off, Dano. And a really, really good history against the Tigers. Um, Um, even better than Whitfield. So he's probably actually going to be my VC. I'm kidding about Josh uh, Whitfield. Didn't think of Kelly at the time. But yeah, 132 <laughs> earlier this year. Um, just a lazy 195 last year against the Tigers as well. So we don't tend to tag at all. So um, Josh Kelly, I like to go big. And the guy that usually destroys the
0: Giants isn't playing. So, which is Dusty Martin. So yes. I can't see anyone from Richmond really um, that I like. Jay, uh, Shay Bolton. Nah. Nah, he's been terrible. I've I've cursed him ever since I've picked him up. I think he's the highest he's ever scored is was last round and it was 60 something. So, yeah, I've I've cursed Shay Bolton. I'm sorry. Anyway, we'll move on to the we'll move on to all the other games. We don't know where who's going to be fucking where. So let's just assume everyone's a VC. <laughs> okay. So we'll go on to the, the one that's listed up at the top, which is the Lions versus the Pies, Brisbane versus Collingwood.
1: Oh, obvious choices, Pado. The obvious one for me is Lockie Neal. Um, from all reports, he is returning this week and Collingwood for some reason do not negate anyone and they just let Tom Mitchell go nuts for 150, which I said he would go nuts last week and he did. So yeah, Lockie Neal I think will go bananas against the Pies. I thought you would have said Grundy against McInerney. Nah, McInerney has actually had some pretty good scores and I can't remember who the Lions played, but his opponent didn't do too great. What, in round 21? Sean Darcy got 120, so never mind, me. 60-point loss. I was, like, loss, so. I was <laughs> waiting for you to pick up on that. <laughs> it must have been the week before, but I know there was one. But, yeah, look... I'm I'd, pretty sure they played yeah. the Suns the week before who had... Oh, no, no, the week
0: before. No, it wasn't the Suns, sorry. Fuck. Um... Who was it the week before? Oh, Hawthorne. Hawthorne. That Hawthorne yeah. the week before. Yep. Okay. So yeah. no real ruckman for Hawthorne, to be uh, honest.
1: But even even Jared Lyons um against the pies, I really like against a young, inexperienced midfield. What if I oh, I'm thinking Grundy, but why not why not ch- if you got
0: if you got Jack Crisp? If you got Jack Crisp, chuck a checky VC on him if they play early in the week. I just yeah. <laughs> He's he's in fine form. Absolutely killing it. Um, I would for me.
1: Yep. The other one for me is um Brisbane also don't like a tag, and there's a Collingwood forward who's just been cleared of all charges, which is <laughs> infuriating. But, uh, um he could go big celebrating his newfound freedom.
0: Yeah. Changing the prison bars for the Collingwood bars. Yes. Yeah. We're talking about Jordan De Pato just doesn't like to say his name. He's not. Jo- he's not Jordan De to jail anymore. He's Jordan to freedom. I don't know. That was shit. Anyway, um, I don't mind to anyway, Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, got any more in that game, Pato? Or oh, nah? No, mate. Nah, easy. Uh, we'll move on. Geelong versus St Kilda. Fucking okay. Is Paddy Ryder playing in this one? I heard that he'll miss the rest of the year. Well then, bank in Rowan Marshall.
1: Yep, yep. I really or like. Jack it. I agree. Steel. Jack Steele might be a little bit more uh, risky because Mark O'Connor is still around, so he may get the Jack Steele matchup um, only because Jack Steele has been so insane over the last couple of months. But um, as if if that game's sort of early Saturday, I don't like it as a VC. That might be a Saturday night game, know. That's a pretty. Good matchup, maybe, but we'll see. Yeah. Anyone from G-Bung? No, maybe a danger field, but um, yeah, I don't wouldn't want it want him to scratch his vagina on his shorts, so maybe not. Well, I'm assuming um, he's gonna play. He'll play. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um who else? Tomahawk.
1: I don't actually like in this one. No, nah, not against the Saints. They're a really good defensive uh, unit. Maybe Tom Stewart. Cam Guthrie. The Guth. We love the Guth, yeah, mate. the Guth.
0: Don't mind the Guth. They're the only ones I can think of for Geelong. Um, Yeah, well, move on to the next one if you've got none none else. No, no others. Yep. So the Suns versus the Dons now. Whoa. We already know who we're going to pick from the Suns. He makes us moist. Moister than an oyster. Who is it,
1: Pato? Yeah, Tuk-Tuk. Um, big Tuk-Tuk. Yeah, we see every week Essendon give up really big scores to midfield, opposition midfielders. They let Jack McRae off the chain and to get 154, and they also let Bonte get 123. So um, I like Miller probably to go 150, and even though they'll probably lose that pretty convincingly, um, I think Essendon will get that job done pretty easily. But Tuk-Miller will go nuts and could get 40 touches if you're uh, into some good odds, but make sure you gamble responsibly, of course. Now, as the
0: man who keeps picking the upsets whenever you say they should get it done comfortably, I'm going to say, don't be fooled by this game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than you think.
1: As a supporter of a team that is fighting for one of those last couple of spots, Dano, um, Essendon have a pretty soft draw, so I would love the Suns to get up and win that game, but I can't see it happening.
0: i just to be so sure. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, Darcy Parish, Zachy Merritt of the two. Um, more so Zachy Merritt at this stage um that I'd be looking at. A cheat oh could you really say a cheeky one being Jake Stringer? Yeah. No, there's yeah, much cool. better options in that game. Can't really say Ridley anymore because they keep fucking playing him as a key defender. It's annoying.
1: Let him just rebound and shit. Take cheap kick ins. Well, Fuck. Might against the Suns because they don't really have another key forward option except for King. Uh don't they have Day? No, I, I said they an seem... option, a, a, threat. I don't Day a threat. threat. Day is a no, threat. Day is a threat.
0: Pretty sure is he is he playing? Oh, they got Joel Jeffrey. Um, yeah, mate. Oh, they've also got Corbett. Uh, yeah, I no, said maybe a threat, maybe, mate. maybe Day isn't playing. Fuck, it shows how much I'm paying attention to the. Oh, he's not playing. Well, there you fucking
1: go. <laughs> oh, yeah, he may he may get loose, but I wouldn't chuck a C on him at all.
0: Yeah, fair, fair. Um, Melbourne versus Adelaide. <laughs> Clayton Oliver.
1: He he loves yeah. the Crows. He loves the Crows. Yeah, there's uh, no disputing. Who we're looking at at this game, we don't even have to think about anyone else. Do you reckon he can
0: get do another two hundred?
1: He has the Crows. I mean- I wasn't surprised. his last two been 200. Against I'm them. pretty sure his last two have been 200. Yeah. So like yeah. yeah, there you go. 205 last year and 204 this year, which is absurd. So 203 um, should be the next one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll take it.
0: Fuck. Um, either that, Petrarca or... Fuck, I've forgotten his name. That's how underrated he is.
1: It uh, doesn't matter. Clayton, Adelaide, Adelaide,
0: the- Adelaide. What's his name? Laird. Rory Laird? No. Yeah. No, not anyway. Um I know, I know. North Melbourne versus Sydney. Bow of wow wow. Um, you like Aaron Hall in this one, I'm assuming. Of course. Yeah. Oh, imagine imagine saying a year ago, oh yeah, oh got Aaron Hall as the captain this week. <laughs> I
1: I, just just quickly. <laughs> I, Aaron Hall was absolutely robbed last weekend. He was taking the piss, especially in that first half where North were actually winning. He had 20-odd touches at halftime, and it was on about 60. Yeah, that's fucked. Just absolutely absolutely robbed. Um, but anyway, that, I, my captain worked out all right because I won the captain's challenge.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, anyone from Sydney besides Luke
1: Parker? I'm going to say besides Luke Parker because he's a fucking gun. Luke Parker might get a bit of attention. North do like to play that negating midfielder. Yeah. Um, Maybe a Jake Lloyd, but nah. he's had a fairly good couple of weeks. But yeah, I don't really like anyone from this game really. I might
0: put a Smoky in, but I doubt anyone owns him. That's JPK. Yeah, I don't mind it.
1: Yeah, just actually, a, just I've got another little, yep. I another little Smoky. I another little for you, and and if just saying, if anyone's looking for a trade-in option for the next couple of weeks to win you some finals. Lance, Buddy Franklin has North Melbourne this week and Gold Coast next week. Just saying. Four. Four.
0: Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Um, if you've got the luxury of those trades. Anyway, we we'll go to the 2nd last game, Port Adelaide and Carlton. Interesting. They're calling it a dead rubber game, but technically Carlton could make finals if they win their next two games and Richmond beat the Giants.
1: Could. And then everything falls um, in their way. Yeah, Carlton not,
0: technically can make finals.
1: See, this is why we need a, a 17 round season, Dano. Even uh, I'm going on a little round here again. Oh, actually, even no, Richmond. Ca-
0: oh, even hang on. Richmond. 640. Oh, because if Richmond win, or oh, then uh, their percentage won't work yet. Yeah, no, nah, Carlton are fucked. Carlton are done.
1: Yeah, so sorry. Even <laughs> Richmond do not deserve to make finals this year, but still can. And I. Just feel like it should be a seventeen round season. You play everyone once and be done with it. But anyway, that's another
0: story. Can I say another thing too? The Giants should really be about fifth place, and they've played shit. The thing is, they drew with one of the bottom teams, so let's chuck two more points onto them. They're on forty. No, not one off the bottom, and then and then they've got they lost another two games that they should have easily won. So there is eight points. So there is forty eight points there. And then there was another game that they should have won. Oh, fuck. Which one was it? Oh, They should have beaten Richmond. Tim Taranto, the dumb fuck. <laughs> we had a pretty good view of that one. Oh, my God. I thought he kicked that out. Yeah, there's another four points. So I'm just saying they should really be around fifth place um, or sixth and home and host for finals. Instead, they're sitting in eighth by two points fuck oh disgusting disgusting anyway port adelaide versus car who you got who you thinking oh and also before you past- before you say anything shout out to sam Doherty. Going through shit time again uh, second bout of testicular cancer uh, yeah. has to go through chemo again is he third fucking hell
1: I could be wrong, but yeah. Um, it's second or third. Any top, of the way, it's shit. Top bloke and you hate seeing it happen to top blokes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so shout out to Sam Doherty. Shit times, but we're with you, buddy. Anyway, put lead versus Carlton. Who you got besides Sam Walsh and Ollie Wines?
1: I mean, you've taken out the only good two <laughs> options. So I've got no one.
0: <sighs> what about Travis
1: Boak? Nah. no. Nah. Don't like it. He just hasn't had those big games like he was having last year, even at the start of this year.
0: What do you reckon about then, Charlie Dixon as a big, yeah, big maybe down. Charlie
1: D, maybe yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, trying to think of who else Carlton could have. You yeah, know, I don't really no. like any other no. ones. I can um, think of some that might hit a hundred, but not like your hundred and twenty, hundred and forty
1: yeah, range. No. It's the Sam, the Sam Walsh brigade down there. Yep, yep, pretty much.
0: Anyway, last one, uh, the Western Derby. Um, so that is free OBSs,
1: the wet toast Eagles. Um, this is actually a really big game, Dano. I know. <laughs> if the Dockers beat the Eagles, they go equal, equal on points. Yeah. And if Richmond beat GWS and Essendon beat Gold Coast, who have the Saints got again? Fuck your final. Geelong. They, won't, they won't beat Geelong. but well, I don't know. Fro- giant, giants VFL side, dude. Hey. True. But it could be four, four teams all equal on 40 with the Giants on 38 points and secured a one game behind that as well as, yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be a very juicy end of the year for that last two final spots.
0: Yep, 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 yep. No. Um Sean Darcy versus fucking Nick Nat will be interesting. They yeah, I, I think they draw
1: themselves out. I don't think nah. um,
0: Darcy gets some uh, cheeky points from the forward line, remember though.
1: Yeah, and Nick Nat as as Riley O'Brien told us all very lazy going back, so you can get him going forward. Mm. So I don't still don't mind Sean Darcy. Andy Brayshaw though. It's, fucking hell. It's, Worth noting, though, that Sean Darcy got 74 against Nick Nat in round seven this year and had a 32 last year against Nick Nat. So, um, fair to say he's he's a better Ruckman now than he was in those two games, but it's an awkward matchup for him because he just doesn't have the vertical that Nick Nat does. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I probably don't like either of those rucks in that game, to be honest. Um, now Andy Brayshaw will probably miss, so I obviously don't like oh,
0: him yeah, unless you're Yeah, true. Unless you're
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, because that game might be on Sunday night, even though it's a big. Oh, they might get Saturday night actually. We'll find out what they do. Um, Elliot Yo, I don't mind as a cheeky pod. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: He's just oh. showing some signs, Dana, of some pretty good form. Yeah, fair, fair.
0: Anyway, that's all I can think of for that game too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe Alex Litheredon, um with no Hearn.
0: Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, Witherton. Who would have Witherton though? Sorry.
1: Fucking no one unless you're bringing him in as a huge POD for finals. Yeah, true. If you've got a Callum Mills, I, I mean, it would take Wilbur and Nuts, but yeah. Um, and Mills to... uh to with it and trade, we'll pocket you some cash and uh,
0: with it, it could come out with like a 170. AD. You never know. I mean, that last you never know.
1: Yeah. yeah? He does it without her, so
0: yep, not nah, true, true. I mean, anyway, that's all we got time for uh, this podcast, Pato. So tell everyone your Twitter handle,
1: yeah, at P O double T O S triple C. That's Pato Coach Co Captains.
0: Can you re say that, Pato? He said P O double T O.
1: P A double triple C, that would be.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Mine is D A N E O S triple C, or you can call me Donio. Anyway, yeah, we'll pop this up on all of your platforms, people. We didn't ask for questions this week because we've just got too much shit to talk about. So, and I knew Pato wanted to go on a rant about suspensions and whatnot. So, Save the content for you anyway. From us at the Super Coach Co-Captains, I'm Dano and I'm Pato. And this is us signing the fuck off bitches.